Hey guys, welcome to WDW Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fetra Eckris. Hello, everybody. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to go over Ahsoka episode number three, and probably that's about it. <laughs> Although I did want to say I did see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny again. Why? Because uh, it was available. Okay. And I liked it a little better uh, this time around. But I will say that Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she is probably one of the most annoying characters in cinematic history. More than Aquafina? Yeah, I will say she is more annoying than Aquafina that I've seen in, uh, you know, in Shang-Chi. I don't think she was anywhere near as annoying as... Phoebe Waller Bridges and in Indiana Jones Five. I have to disagree with that, but you know what I noticed that was weird too is that they made her taller than than Harrison Ford, like specifically, like every time you see her, she's like a head taller than him. You know, even when they're in there, or she gets like punched over. I don't know, or he shrunk. Because I looked up their heights, he's six one, she's five ten, and I was like, "This does, you know, they're doing it intentionally because they were trying to prop her up." And I think that, you know, they they wanted you to focus on her more than Harrison Ford. That's how I feel. It's a conspiracy, people, because they wanted her to be like the star of the movie, and she sucks. She sucks so bad. She ruined that movie because you know the the beginning is so awesome, like. When you see like the de-aged Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, that's a pretty. That's pretty good. They they should have done the whole movie like that, because it's on video. It's not as bad as when you saw it on the big screen. It's you know he looks pretty good. I think you'd get used to it. I'm talking about the first fifteen minutes or twenty I minutes. I thought it looked pretty good in the in the beginning. There are some times you know where you can tell, but. I think they could have done like a 90 minute movie just like that. I think it would have been great with him and his little roly poly buddy over there as his like sidekick in Germany. You know what? I like that guy. You know, he, he but you're right. He always plays the sidekick, but um, I liked him when he was, you know, once again, the, the sci- scientist sidekick to the red skull in Captain America, First Avengers, he's been in other things where he's always like, he's never the star, but he's like the sidekick or, you know, the man in the chair sort of type character. So I like him. But I, again, think, I think he's, uh, he's okay. underrated. But, you know, again, that's what Indy needs. He needs a sidekick, you know, that not someone that's going to have him overshadowed. And that's what she was, because she was better at him in every single thing when I watched this again. And you know what would have been better, too, is if that role was written for a man. I'm sorry, especially since it took place like in 1969. I don't think there was any kind of woman like that, you know, back then. Maybe there was, but it was probably one out of, of a zillion. They should have got Chris Pratt to play that role and just rewrite it where he's a little bit goofier. Instead of like saying it's like, you know, well, I'm smarter than you. I'm better than you. I'm younger than you. You know, just 
make him be like Chris Pratt that you're used to or Bradley Cooper or Ryan Gosling. And that movie would have made millions and millions more. I, I would say it would have made close to a billion dollars if they would have reworked the script, if they would have had a man in that role as opposed to Phoebe Waller bridge and, and played up more comedic. You mean? Yeah. Like have the character be comedic. She's just so annoying. Oh God, I can't stand her. I mean, and every guy that she punches goes down for the count right away. I mean, she punched this big, huge guy when they were in Tangiers in that bar. Like he grabbed her from the back or something like that. And she turns around and punches him. He's out. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense too for Indiana Jones to be punching out guys at 80 years old, you know? Yeah, that's, that's true. That seems very far fetched. <laughs> it, it they they could have things could have been a little bit better, but it it still was was a little bit better. I, the second time I watched it, I'll I, I'll take your word for it because I don't want to sit through it again. So, well, you know what it is. I, I watched like the first fifteen minutes and then I left it on, and I was like. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it could, you know, it, it, I'm just saying it was a little better for me. All right, so let's get into it. So, uh, Ahsoka, episode three, called Time to Fly. I guess we should give ratings on these since we, we didn't before. So, so Fedra, have you you've seen it? Yeah. Okay. So, Fedra. Uh, what did you think about it? And then give me a rating on it. And did you like it better? Did you like it better than the first two? I did not like it better than the first two. I thought it was a good filler, uh, episode. It, it seemed very, uh, predictable to me of like how, you know, all the, how the whole episode was just unveiling itself. Um, so I would rate it like I don't know. Are we doing f- like out of five, out of ten? Out of ten. Out of ten. I'd say a six, maybe even a low five, just because I wasn't. It wasn't bad. Like I mean, it's visually beautiful, and I I love the uh, interactions between um, Sabine. And Osaka, like, at least the beginning parts of the training and, like, showing, like, how she's, you know, just showing about... It it was more like a self-esteem pitch to me. (laughs) Like, even though you may not be the best, you still got to strive, and the best that strive are the ones that have the discipline. Like, that whole spiel was nice. Um, But there were a lot of parts in here that we could have cut and make it more interesting, then it would have only been 10 minutes long. Yeah, I know. It wasn't a short episode. I mean, yeah, Joe, Joe is asking me to critique it. So I'm, I'm trying. Cause, uh, I mean, there were cool spots, but like the whole, you know, ship portion, it just sound, it felt just too monotonous. Like I've seen this 3000 times. I wanted something more different, but. But I mean, it's Star Wars, and I'm I'm somewhat okay with you know, the ships and all the the fighting and all of that. So it, it was hard to to like 
because I, I don't love it, but I'm not going to say that I don't like it either. So it's it's in that like this mid mid range of okay. being entertained. So so which episode did you like the best so far? Hmm. I guess probably episode two. It had more a good pace, but episode one is pretty nice. I like how how they started and how how they built into that. So I'll just go with my gut and say episode two in that pace. That was nice. Okay, Jackie boy. All right. Um. Honestly, I there was a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, the only thing, like, once again, I have trouble buying Sabine as a potential Jedi. Um, and they spent a lot of time on that. But I'm wondering if Ahsoka has something in her, the back of her head, like when she was talking to the droid. How do you say that name? Uh, I think it was like Yen or something. Huyang, Huyang, Huyang. When she was talking about that, and he's saying, you know, she's never going to be, you know, a, a full Jedi. Um, and so, so Ahsoka was saying, well, she just has to be herself. Maybe Ahsoka is just trying to get Sabine back in the game. You know, like um, I found, I found Ahsoka me very encouraging when Sabine went back to the tail gun, and she's like, "Okay, you know, you take the lead. Come on, let's let's go." Almost like Sabine lost her confidence, and Ahsoka is trying to bolster her up. Um, I don't know if that's the direction, but trying to train somebody who is never going to be a Jedi. Um, and kind of pushing them that way. That's not the way to build up their confidence. But anyway, I liked the bit where they were being chased by the star uh, by the star fighters. Um, once again, the, the, so far on this show, the ships, the the designs of the ships and stuff look so much better than what we've seen in a lot of the other ones. Mm. I mean, I think honestly, um, people went nuts over the Mandalorian's Naboo fighter because it was like, finally, something is back that looks like Star Wars. I never thought the Razor Crest was that cool looking of the ship. Um, but people like, I think, because it's new more than, you know, it looked cool. I don't think, for me, I don't think it looked cool. Maybe I, I'm just missing something with it. But the ship designs have gotten better. Um I just don't know where is he going to keep his cargo if he's a, you know, bounty hunter. Who's uh, the Mandalorian? I I don't think that's the point with it anymore. I think the point is, you know, right now the point is he's been running around chasing after Bo-Katan. He hasn't been doing any bounty hunting. Um that maybe it's the old dead or alive that he's taking people dead and throwing the head <laughs> in yeah, maybe, the, when they went to the meat packing plant. Yeah, maybe yeah. he'll disintegrate them. Who knows? Who knows? But honestly, after season three, I couldn't care less if they did a season four, the Mandalorian. Um, 
but I like this one. I, I like the whole prospect of they flew to the system, you know, they're backup. They have no backup, even though we're relying on it. Um, once again, it's, it reminds me also of whenever they bring the new Republic politicians in, it's like whenever you're watching Star Trek, the original series and like, Oh, here's Commodore such and such, you know, Commodore such and such is going to be a jerk, you know, or Admiral such and such came through and, you know, screws up whatever Kirk and the crew have done, you know, and tries to take charge. Um, it sounds like the new Republic is exactly cut out of that cap. Mm, yeah. You know, and it's also that um, the new, the politicians, um, you almost want to just root against them. Yeah. It's you like know, they didn't like, learn anything. <laughs> like, yeah, they haven't learned anything from the past. You know, it's like, oh no, these, these warships would be better used somewhere else. You know, um, where they're warships, you're going to use them to watch over New Republic planets and what intimidate the people into staying in line. I mean, let's face it, we saw in uh, what was it, Andor? How they were, uh, no, it was in a Mandalorian, I think, where they were taking former Imperials and putting them into brainwashing machines, like. Yeah, the the new republic is just as bad, well, almost as bad as the empire with a fresh coat of paint on it, you know. So, I think that's the general theme. Like politicians are not just not to be trusted, and they're always angling something. Like the guy who's talking about all this when Harris says, "Were you in the war? Did you participate?" You know, or did you just wait at, wait to see who came out on top before you could take advantage of it? And it's true. That's exactly how the guy was acting, and she called him out on it. So I kind of well, like I, that. And this is true because, like, a lot of politicians are like that, too, in real life. Uh, it's like, right. even though they may have been to war, they got cushy positions. You know, they didn't have to really fight like some of the grunts did. Right. I mean, so... uh you know, I, I liked how they put that sort you know of who that guy is? There. Like you know, he's the Asian guy that was kinda like causing her the, the, the most resistance. Right, the one that the uh, crewman warned her about. Yeah, so that guy I mean I read about this. Remember that animated show, that animated series Resistance? Yes, I, I couldn't get into it. The animation. I couldn't get into it either. Yeah, it was BS. So the main character in that show, that's his father. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I did not know that. Like, I didn't... I, I only watched one episode, and I was, I was off of it, too. I was like, yeah, this isn't my show. You know, but I guess they introduced his father, and, you know... So well, the animation style is what threw me, and you know, and obviously I love the animation style because it's very uh, anime like. Well, you know that that puts me off it. So, like it I was, said, I couldn't get into that stylized animation like that. But um, this episode, I thought it was good. It was short. Um, where I was watching it, I was like, it, "It's done already," you know. But um, there was a lot of good stuff in it. So, what kind of number would you give it? 
I would give this about a seven. While episode two, I would give about an eight. You know, so um, and one, yeah. Episode one, I would give that about a seven as well, because I think um, I think episode one was used as a lot of uh, info dumps. Hmm. Just try to introduce you to characters, let you know the situation, but not really much happened in it aside from kind of bringing the audience up to date. And I thought the way they did that as well could be very clumsy, was very clumsy at times. Um, but like I said, having seen Rebels and watched it and watched a chunk of the Clone Wars, not the whole thing, um, I got it. But for a person coming in fresh, um, they'd probably give it a five or a six. Um, but yeah, but I mean, so far, Ahsoka is better than anything we've seen Star Wars wise since Mandalorian season two. So, and like I said, that that's leaves season three and or and Boba Fett. So, um, yeah. at least it's going in the right direction. <laughs> it's getting better. I, I'm hoping to see good things come out of it. But like I said, the biggest sticking point for me is um, Sabine becoming a Jedi. I mean, she just doesn't have the force. And I don't know how she's going to trigger that. I mean, we saw it where she's talking to the cup. Like, mm. you know, she, come on, come on, move just a little bit. You know, I just don't see it happening. And I hope that doesn't drag the show down. I, I hope that the way that they're going is that she's going to come into her own and say, I am not a Jedi. I'm a Mandalorian. And she's able to use a saber and be a Mandalorian at the same time. Because again, like we've seen throughout history, you just can't pick somebody at random and say, I'm going to teach you to be a Jedi. You have to have it within you. That you, that you have to be sensed or, I mean, they use the midichlorian crap. But, you know, when the, the Jedi were teaching the younglings, they knew that they had something within them. They didn't just right. say, I'll pick you, you, number seven, number 12, you know. They didn't just drive up to the orphanage and say, yeah, come on, come on, pile yeah. in. You're going to be, we're going to make you all Jedi, you know. So, yeah, I would be disappointed if all of a sudden the force emerges from her because again, they're, they're kind of rewriting what the force is all about. And the only one that should do that is Lucas. Like where Ahsoka was like Fedra was saying, which I, I liked what she was saying that it's not necessarily about, was it Fedra was, was she saying it's not necessarily about skill, but it's more about discipline and practice. Yeah. Yeah, and and, yeah, and and she was saying that she's going to give it her best. So, yeah, it could really go either way. I mean, I kind of am with you, Joe. I, I wish that she becomes just her old self and realizing, like, you know, I'm a man and Mandalorian, but it's, it, it's interesting because they're, you know, it's almost like a discussion of identity and knowing. You know, knowing what 
you're capable of and knowing what your limits are. And it's, it's not a negative to know what your limits are, even as a fighter. Like you just, of course, it's awesome when you can take it all, but you know, even her, like she's rusty right now. And it's nice to see that growth. It's nice to see Osaka as this like stoic figure right now, but I'm pretty sure hopefully down the show, we're going to see even Ahsoka in heated spots. I don't want to constantly see Ahsoka as a badass. You know, a good teacher is also going to have room for growth. Well, I like the animated series. What, what was that called again, Jack? Uh, oh, Jedi. Um, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. Because there was a point where she was being trained and she was getting her ass kicked consistently. Like she kept falling down over and over and over again. And it's like, that's what I want to see. Because I'm going to have sympathy with that character. I'm not going to have sympathy with a character that just basically comes out and kicks ass just all the time that they're perfect. You have to show either that they're flawed or that they want to try to be the best that they are. Like, like, like again, the old like Agreed, kung, yeah. kung fu movies, like where like uh, was it Thirty Six Chambers or or the Shaolin monks, like where they would train, and usually like the guy would have to keep repeating the same training over and over again. Even and, in Kill Bill, even in Kill Bill's montage. That oh was yeah, great. that's true too. Yeah. How she was training. I mean, that was brutal. Yeah. That, well, that's I, what it's about. Is, is you want to see the hero struggle and overcome. They yeah. can't just breeze through everything. And that really shouldn't be on. And I mean, obvi- I, I know this is obvious, but I love stating the obvious. It, it shouldn't be any gender. It should show the struggle of becoming. That's the that's the cool part is how they push through. True. Yeah. Like, again, like what I was talking about. Indiana Jones, uh, that Hel- Helena character, she was perfect. She was better than the main hero. And that's the problem. You can't sympathize with that person. Also, she was arrogant, too, which made it even worse. Uh, you know, I, get, I mean, the one good thing, the problem I would say with Sabine is she's not arrogant, but she's a bit of a brat, you know, and she doesn't do what she's told to do. And by doing that, it gets her in trouble. I well, still she- have a that was it in rebels. She was still kind of like a teenager, like almost like kind of 18, 19. So she was still was that, but now this is enough years grown by. You kind of would have hoped she'd grown up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like one of those kids that the parents have that, you know, again, it's like they come home from school like, how was your day, dear? Fine. Leave me alone. And they go in their room and they close the door. They want they don't want to really talk to the adults. They just want to be by themselves or talk to their friends. Um, but I, unfortunately, though, I have no faith in Disney and I have no faith in Dave Filoni. I don't think that they're going to do that. I think at one point that stupid cup is going to move or she's going to show some signs of the force and she's going to be the best Jedi ever made you know it's like right now they're pushing it like who who are the best jedis right now i mean of all the jedi that we know like we have yoda well there's a lot of them i guess yoda mace windu qui-gon obi-wan luke anakin ray 
and uh, Ahsoka and potentially Sabine. But I would say right now they're pushing that Ray and Ahsoka are the greatest Jedi's ever. I mean, that's how I see it, unfortunately, because it's Disney's Star Wars. And I, I, I think, again, they're going to make it where Sabine won't be the new Ray or someone to it's just so stupid it just annoys the hell out of me like when you look at that episode it was predominantly women in that it was other than the the, the council oh well in the, other council, than the senators and the crewmen yeah you're right i mean the you know mon mothma she was the only one that was defending hera you know she was like well you know we you know it's probably a good idea to send ships there and then the the guys like well, why would we want to do that? It's like waste sending our ships all the way over there just because you have a thing for Ezra. You know, it's like it's like the men are against whatever the smart women know which is right. It, it's just so stupid. It's just like it's just so clearly written on the wall what they're that, trying I to think, do. I think that's your problem. It it's overly transparent of yeah. what they're what they're doing, where you know. This guy doesn't have any other motivation except to make, give Hera a hard time. But the yeah. only one that was really defending her was Mon Mothma. And she was the only, was she the only female on there? Maybe there was. No, no, there was another, there was a woman, an uh, older woman to yeah. her right with dark hair. Yeah. So anyway, it's just, you know, and then the whole the lightsaber thing too where it's like she gets struck but she's okay you know it's oh, and, no, and I got hit with a wooden stick you know i mean oh and that wouldn't stick well that, this is what bothered me with the episode too well i'll just give my rating for it i did like it i think it was yeah it was short but you know what i'd rather have a, a short exciting episode than a long, drawn-out, boring episode. So give me the short ones. I know a lot of people complained online it was too damn short, but again, it's like if, if the the proof is in the pudding and it's 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 good, I'll, I'll take that all the time. Well, um, yeah, if it's short and something happens, you know, that yeah. at least, you know, yeah, we had the bit with, you know, Sabine and that part, not everybody's on board with, myself included. But at least, you know, they got to the planet. They got to see the, that giant hyperspace ring. They had a, a dogfight with some fighters. They had to go on the planet so they could do repairs and they're hiding, you know, and the villains know they're on the planet somewhere and they're going to go out and hunt them. Like at least something, it was short, but more happened in that episode than we've seen happen in hour-long episodes and other mm. theories so at least at least things are happening i mean what bothered me too is they ripped off a new hope a lot like with her training sabine that was like again obi-wan training luke and he says we'll put the visor on yeah she had her, her put the visor on uh it, it just was like yeah you know we didn't need to see that and then the same thing like where all of a sudden they get attacked by these fighters and then she's like, well, you go take the guns. It was just like, you know, Luke yeah. and Han when That's they were exactly. fighting off the TIE fighters. Yeah. It's just like, 
Am I, I, I was going to say, am I the only one that sees that? But no, Fedra saw it too. And I'm sure a lot of people saw that. It's like, be original for crying out loud. It's like you got years and years to come up with crap. Don't steal stuff from things that are good. Yeah, but Sabine, like on Rebel, Sabine would man the guns as well. So for her to be, you know, go man the guns, you know, that's not out of. Yeah, but she even says like, I got one, like Luke did. Oh well, yeah, that that part, yeah, you're right. Except, you know, uh, so good didn't say, "Don't be cocky, kid." You know, I don't know. It, it's, but it was a cool scene. I will say that. I, I, I kind of liked it, except the fact that uh, they're just unbeatable. Like that episode two, where uh, I feel like calling her Hella, <laughs> Hera was going up against that. Uh, that giant engine and they had all those cannons on there and she keeps increasing her speed and they keep firing all over and they can't hit her once. It's kind of like what, you know, what we saw with, uh, you know, they, they're, they're like, they're too powerful. Like where nothing happens to them again. Like you get stabbed with the lightsaber. It's like, eh, it's okay. I'll put a bandaid on it and I'll be fine. In the next episode. Um, I just don't like that crap. It's funny, like a lot of people are, are making fun of Ahsoka spacewalking and fighting the uh, the fighters with her lightsabers. I kind of like that. I thought, I that thought was it was kind of cool. cool that she pulled like the Ray move where the fighter went by and she like clipped it with the lightsaber. You know, I thought that was I. You see, I didn't mind that part. I thought that was fun. Me too. I thought it was unique. It drove like it drove the pace of it again, like heightening it and that intensity, and it didn't feel like dragged out or or too ridiculous either. Yeah, and like you said, Fred, it was unique. It's nice to see something new, you know. Um, but I didn't get when she ran on the ship, like she was running at full speed, like to get back in the ship, even though she had gravity boots. I mean, it, it's still. She should still be going slow in space. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the rules of gravity boots. <laughs> no, I guess I'm being nitpicky. You? Uh, yeah. I can't believe that. Yep. So, Jack, I wanted you to explain to Fedra and me, because I, even though I've seen Rebels, and maybe this happened in Clone Wars, I think it happened in Rebels, but there was a point where Ahsoka died. And then there's this whole thing that they're calling, is it World Within Worlds? Is um, that what it's called? Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. I don't I don't think Ahsoka died. Um, I, I was I, reading some of it. They they said she did die. I, and I don't remember her like dying. Uh I remember they got in there somehow, like through a portal. Um with, I think, once again, remember we were talking about, you know, the father figure and then having the son and the daughter figures where they use that to get the map in the first episode. Um, I thought that oh, they, they went to like a mural or something like that, and they were able to decipher it where they were able to open a portal to go into that place. Uh, the space between worlds and basically it's just like another dimension 
that you're you have different paths leading through and at different points um you can see pivotal events that happen and you're able to go through the events you know and i'm i'm not sure the participation level you can have in it but um like i said i i don't quite remember that I, mean, like I, I probably would like to go back and see it because they talked about that as a uh way palpatine should have come back yeah, i just uh, i just looked it up it said ahsoka has died twice in star wars but was resurrected both times thanks to the power of the force and the influence of the daughter um it may be i i just don't quite remember her dying wow um, stump stump jack that's a rarity well, I mean, Rebels it was a few years ago. I know. I, I, that's why I was asking you, because I forgot everything. Well, most of the things in Rebels, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, that that was that was a weird couple of episodes in Rebels. It was very different from things that went on before. I think that's also where, uh, within that dimension, that's where Ezra met yoda or something like that yeah i remember that yeah it kind of it kind of very weird there for a few episodes but i, but I thought that was a force ghost thing but i, I maybe I, did, I didn't understand it back then no he because yoda would still be alive oh, okay. I, I don't know it was like i said it was a weird couple of episodes i probably should go back and watch wait them. i mean would yoda be still alive yeah, because Rebels happened before A New Hope. Rebels mm. was when the rebellion was just like starting up. Because remember, they had a uh, episode with Leia in it, and she was younger than she was in the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, and Vader was in it too. Well, Vader was there because yeah, Vader is very cool in it. Vader was good. Um, but no, I heard that this. What is it called? Is it? Is it world within worlds? I think or? it's the space between worlds. The space between worlds. Or something so, like that. No, they're saying it's a way for Filoni to cheat, where he can bring back characters if he wants to. Um, he probably could. Um, I think it was initially put in there to give some sort of way you could bring time travel into star wars yeah that's what it sounds like it's it's kind of like time travel it's almost like a little bit of the multiverse and you know people... what I, you know what it kind of reminds me of it kind of re reminds me of uh the guardian of forever in star trek you know how they would yeah, go down yeah. and they could watch the portal and mm -hmm. they could watch events happen as they are and if it gets to a certain point you know they can jump in you know to that point it kind of reminds me of something like that only there's a whole bunch of guardian portals all over the place and you can kind of pick the one like you could go to the joe hogarty portal and watch the story of joe that's gonna be really cool and you could and you could prevent him from like going to the movies Star Wars the first time and his life would be ruined. Yeah, no, I wish I can go back in time during uh, the Phantom Menace and just tell myself, 
don't bother seeing it four more times. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I, I kind of like this episode. Did I give a rating for it? I don't think you did. I, I would say probably a six. Uh, it was yeah. Again, I, I like the action in it. I like some of the wisdom that Ahsoka was given to Sabine, and like you said, Jack, it's the best Star Wars we've had in a while, and it looks beautiful. And yeah, the, yeah, the music is really good too. And you know, I know you always pick out the soundtrack more than I do, but um, there were a couple of points, like when the A wings were flying through the fleet when they transitioned over to Harris a little bit. Um, that was kind of cool. The music was good in that that little clip. Yeah, that, I like their percussion parts. Those are really, and yeah. that's what you're talking about, yeah. Because well, it reminded me of uh, in Return Jedi when the Falcon is flying through the fleet and it's being, you know, mm -hmm. escorted. It's like, you know it reminded me a lot of that so yeah yeah that's cool but a lot so, of other parts of the music i didn't i didn't catch so i i still think that mara character is going to be ezra and the only reason why i'm saying this is because they're hiding who this character is not only are they hiding his face they're digitizing his voice Mm -hmm. And and there has to be a reason. It has to be someone we know. Now it could be somebody from the animated series that I'm not uh, thinking of. I I mean I was reading a lot of people are thinking it's a uh, oh well from one of the games. One of the games was there like Star Killer. Um, he was like Darth oh, Vader's okay. secret apprentice. You know, yeah. that's that's who it seems like. That's a theory a lot of people are uh, getting on the bandwagon with, which would which would be fine. I mean, it'd be nice if they could start tying more of these more of the video games into the regular canon with the show. So that could be a cool angle. But I don't think it's Ezra. I think it is Ezra. I and I. And I, you might have said this too, but I think Thrawn might not be where they think he is. Maybe he's there already. Yeah, uh, that's that's the other thing. If it's if it's Ezra, I think the, the the twist would be that Thrawn is already there, and he's been he's been manipulating things in the background um, without you know, anybody knowing. And he's also trying to lure them on the other side of like or to another galaxy yeah. in order to lure them to go through go through look for him and then just close it yeah it's like <laughs> it's like where is he psych you know and then he starts taking over and then you see him push a button and the whole hyperspace ring explodes but i would kind of i think a lot of fans would get annoyed if mark is is ezra because you know again he was he was a good character uh, he was a wholesome character, and for them to just turn him to the dark side, we don't know what happens. I, again, it might not be the case, but something may have happened, you know, where he gets turned to the dark side. And then, you know, they may have it planned out. Well, eventually Sabine is going to have to face Ezra, you know, and that would suck. Another thing that they had said, and I forgot to mention this, 
again since there's so many women in this episode. I, I forgot to mention last week. There's got to be some women on women action at at some point, and there's a lot of people that think that. What's the name of that character? You know the, the, the somebody called thing. a somebody called a Darth Bangs. <laughs> okay, let's call her Darth Bangs. That's so, not bad. Yeah, I mean, she looks psycho. She really does. In, like every scene, she looks evil. They think she's, Darth she's doing Bangs a good job. Yeah, is going to hook up with Sabine. God, I hope not. And why? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, she, it's didn't kill her. She, didn't, she didn't kill her for a reason, and they might kind of feel like they're um what's the word i'm looking for kindred spirits where they both feel like they don't fit in and they found each other's other found each other i hope not i really hope not (sighs) the show does not that does nothing to help the show that that's just fan fiction from yeah. people who like we need to have this in. Why? Well, again, just realize what Disney's done in the past. I do, and I you know when you mentioned that offline, I was like, I I just hope they don't do it. I, I have that glimmer of hope that someone at Disney is going to say, you know what? More people don't want to see this than the few that do. No, that's the issue. Yeah, you're right. Because it's like there's very few that want to see it, you know. But you know what it is? But there's also very few people watching this series. And I I think it's like, well, we lost the people that were long-term fans. We might as well just cater to the few that do watch it. You see, I don't think so. I think I think they're trying to make this show something that's going to start to win over the win back the fans. The problem, the question is, can they do it since they've screwed it up so badly? Are people willing? I mean, help for me. I'm like, if this is a bomb, I'm done with Disney plus, you know, because I'm I'm sick of what they've done to Marvel, and plus, there's rumors today they're doing She-Hulk season two. Yeah, I heard that too. Come on, you know, I you know I I'm just about done with the stuff they're putting out, and if if they're going to even tarnish Rebels. Like doing this with Sabine, it, it's just like you know what I'm I'm done. So we'll see. I hope they don't do it, um, because there's never been in- any inkling of that before in the show. You know, I, I just I just hope they don't go that direction. But anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. What about you, Fedra? Do you think they can go in that direction? I'm still just thinking about season two of um, Seahawk. Seahawk. Like, wow. I mean, I would like to see where it goes, but um, can you um, 
sorry, I'm a bit tired. Can you, what do you mean by which direction about the whole relationship thing between yeah, the relationship Sabine between, and, yeah, Darth Bangs. Like I said, I hope not. I mean, they're around the same age. I mean, they might, because I mean, in in you know regular Star Wars films, they always had like a relationship brewing, whether it was you know Luke and Leia's curiosity, and then Leia with Han, and you know now Ray and Finn, and you know and Rose, you know wanting Finn. It's like so I could kind of see like that. I just hope they don't go that route because I'm just done with seeing cutesy relationships like i want more action personally so that's kind of why i liked book of boba and i liked the mandalorian there wasn't that much there to write maybe maybe the utes you know the group of the utes oh, the but um the how can we forget um but yeah they they definitely have a potential to ride that you know in there and squeeze that in somehow sure I, I wouldn't run it past them. I mean, unfortunately, Disney eats that stuff up. It's like with Loki. The big thing that came out of Loki was that he was bisexual, you know, and they made and that made all the news. So I'm right. Sure and that was a sentence. You didn't even see him act that way. He just sort of mentioned it in passing. Yeah. The world so, flipped out. So I, I, I'm sure there's somebody there on the story team that says, you know what, that'll create a lot of buzz and a lot of notice on TikTok. <laughs> you know, it's like we make these two be a couple. And, you know, that'll be headlines all over the place. And I mean, if they want to do it, do it. But like, I don't, I don't think even hardcore, I mean, maybe I shouldn't speak upon them, but I will, you know, I'm here. I don't think Star Wars fans even watch for that. I don't think they watch for the corny, cheesy relationships. But, but again, they're not making these Star Wars series for, for the Star Wars fans. They're making it for somebody else, or they're or it's being written by people that want to put their own story, you know, yeah. into Star Wars and Marvel. No, I get it, but I'm I'm always going to just circle back to the core of what it should be written for, and that's why I don't. I don't feel like it. It's a big deal either way. But well, we'll, if they we'll want to do it, I, if they're gonna do it, I hope they do it in an interesting way. Like maybe the dark one gets betrayed, or maybe she she sees them go too far, or you know she has a disagreement, or maybe Sabine saves her life accidentally or something like that would be kind of cool, like those kind of circumstances, or maybe like, you know, Sabine saves her life in some, you know, complicated way and like, oh, why did you save me? Oh, because it's the Jedi way or I'm a Mandalorian, you know, like, okay. No, like, more I, like, because <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, that'd be kind of, you know, all right, cheesy, but I could see that happening. But if they make it like stupid, like it's just going to be like, again, why is this here? Can we just cut this material? And I would hate to do that because so far it's a great show. Yeah, well, on my bingo card, I think they're going to be a couple. I also think Ezra is going to be behind that mask. 
And I think that, uh, what's his face? Um, Thrawn. Thank you. <laughs> Thrawn is going to be doing the old switcheroo. He's been there for a while. And he's going to take oh. over after the military is like way said, out of there. If, if Ezra's under the mask, Thrawn has had to be back as well. So yeah, if they do one without the other, it, it just doesn't fit together. And Hela is Hela. Hera is going to disobey orders and she's going to get the fleet to go with Ahsoka and Sabine. No, she's going to get in the ghost. She's going to well, get no, but she's, no, she's, no, no, but she's going to need a lot of people, though. No, there, there are plenty of people who might just go flying with her. I don't think she's going to get the fleet, but she may get a, a fighter squadron because she led a fire, fighter squadron in uh, Rebels. What was it? Phoenix? Phoenix group? Phoenix squadron? I, um, I was going to ask you, too, Jack. So, so what's the deal? She had a kid with uh, Kanan? I forgot all about that. Yes, they um, they got together, and by the time he had, he had died, she was already pregnant. Yeah, okay. So, because they started to insinuate that that relationship had gone to that step towards the end of uh, towards the end of Rebels, that they were. They were always close friends, kind of, and you kind of didn't know, but it was kind of obvious what was going on by the last few episodes of Rebels. I thought there was an attraction there, like from the very beginning, season one. Yeah, Although but, Kanan, I mean, it, but it was definitely obvious something was going on towards the end. Like Kanan, like a Jedi, again, is not supposed to have relations with anybody. Um but we also saw in that that tales of the Jedi. Didn't he like flee? It was it Order sixty. I keep forgetting it, the timelines. It just messed me up with Order sixty six. Remember the animated series? Yeah, was he, was, he was a Padawan when that ha when uh, Order sixty six yeah. happened. He ran off. Uh, he didn't become a Jedi himself until during Rebels. Uh, he went through basically what was the equivalent of the Jedi trials in one of the uh, temples of Lothal. All right. Oh, that's the one thing we were talking about offline. This whole Jedi Knight stuff, like where they're saying that she's a Jedi Knight Ahsoka and that she's the master and that Sabine is the, the apprentice. And I think all three of us had some kind of issues with that. Uh, I think saying she's she may be the master in the master apprentice relationship with Sabine, but I don't think she's a Jedi master. Like, cause she walked away from the Jedi. Yeah. She it's almost like away. it's a graduation day. Right. And it's like, now you are a Jedi. Well, no, when she was a Padawan and uh, cause I remember that episode. Cause she basically, they, they accused her of some wrongdoing and she kept saying she was innocent and then they finally <laughs> they accused her of murder and, and, and all they needed to do was say sorry we made a mistake and it would have gone she would have gone back to them but they refused to apologize because you know 
Jedi don't make mistakes, you know? And um, she's like, well, if, if you can't even, you know, admit you were wrong about what happened, then there's no point for you guys. And it, it's true. I mean, at the in the prequels, I mean, you're almost you could see how the galaxy could turn against the Jedi so quickly because they were just so pompous and arrogant that they weren't likable at all. No, they weren't. I, I didn't like them. I liked Obi-Wan. Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan, and that's it. That's the only Jedi I've really liked. Um, yeah, so Fedra, so she basically was about to graduate, and then she stepped back, and she mooned the Jedi with her orange ass and said, screw you, I'm going home. And that was the end of that. So, she, you know, she basically, she was going to be like a Weeblo version of the Jedis, right? Right. I think Yen says that toward the end of the episode that she's an unconventional Jedi. Yeah, that's the whole thing, though, Jack. I mean, are you a Jedi if you're a Padawan? Or do you have to basically you fulfill see, your duties as a Padawan to become a Jedi? You see, this is it, because as they've expanded in the comics and everything, you know, between... Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi, Luke was tracking down all this Jedi lore and studying it. And he kind of declared himself a Jedi. Because even when he did, you know, Yoda's like, well, wait a second. You're not so fast. You know, you're not a Jedi yet. You know. No, but but no, he said, he goes, then I am a Jedi. And then Yoda's like, oh, Vader Gumma's face, you know? So right. it's not like he was like walking around and saying, yeah, I'm Jedi. I am the, you know what here? No, it's just when he was in Yoda's little cave there or uh, his little house there, he said, then I am a Jedi. Well, when it, what was that part though? Where he thought he was a Jedi? Well, he was saying oh, you said, that. Oh, he said all the training you have, you, no more training do you need, you know? And then he says, right. I am a Jedi. Now, it's also the fact that, you know, at the end of season three in Rebels, um, when Ahsoka fights Vader, she stays on that planet, which had a lot of connections to the Force. Um, I don't know if it was all Sith or if that Jedi stuff there, too. And she stayed there. You know, she kind of steps back into the shadows and does her own thing. So um, in that time, she could have been studying materials and stuff enough where she felt she could assume the title of Jedi. Because there was nobody there to, uh, well, give her the diploma, for lack of a better term. Um, so she's a self-declared Jedi the same way Luke was. I think uh, I don't know. Like, I just don't like that. I don't think she's her. a master, but uh, I don't like that they call her a Jedi Knight. You know, because I think that that's you become a Jedi Knight once you they say you're a Jedi Knight. You know, once you well, that's what I'm thinking. But there's no they. Well, you just can't call yourself a Jedi Knight then. It's cheating. Uh, and and for it's like if I went to school before this, she said, "I am not a Jedi. I'm no Jedi." You know. 
Yeah, like now, if I went to college and the college blew up and all the professors were dead, I couldn't say, well, now I'm a doctor of philosophy. I have my doctorate. Call me doctor from now on. I I can't tell you, dude. I'm just thinking she's declared herself all right. eventually as a Jedi, but she was so adamant in every appearance before this show I'm no Jedi. I'm not a Jedi. She always said that in when she appeared in Book of Boba Fett or The Mandalorian in the Clone Wars. She always said, I'm no Jedi. But now it's oh, that's true. Show and she's like, I'm yeah. a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Ahsoka. So at, um, some, at some point, she I think she declared herself. Or they just changed things. Trained you know, enough. It's like. It sounds better that she she embraces the Jedi face instead of what she was before, because uh, Disney so. said so. She still had her insist that she's not a Jedi. Well, Jack, I tell you, when it comes time, we're we're both in nursing homes. I hope we're in the same nursing home, because I could just see us hanging out in the recreation room and you, like, giving us wondrous tales of Star Wars and Marvel and Lord of the uh, Rings. Oh, you were always a punk, and you're still a punk. <laughs> and Frederick can visit us. And, and bring us, us and bring us cookies. No, bring us some bone soup. <laughs> bring us bone yes. soup. <laughs> <laughs> and cookies and flowers. Maybe read to one of you some of the comics. <laughs> Show me. you the pictures. Squinting. <laughs> Jack doesn't need to be read to. He's got all his stories in his head. I have, I have quite a few, I guess. Like, information. I remember in Fantastic Four, number 53, that was when Namor gave Sue her first kiss. <laughs> No, like, that was man, the, you still got was, your memory. That was the first issue of the Black Panther, I think. <laughs> oh, you see? He knows. This is so amazing that he well, knows these numbers. Three, I, I forget, but it's a little fuzzy. I mean, I know some numbers of, of some issues, like Amazing Spider-Man number 300. I know what that is, you know, but he knows way more numbers than I do. Well, I know pivotal issues. That's what. Once once you get past the seventies, you know that's when things go a little blurry because that's when so many titles just exploded. You know. <laughs> but no, I, I I just want to sit next to you. You know, you tell the stories, and then I every now and then I'll just say wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that story. <laughs> It's Nerd Alert celebrating its 60th year. Oh, he'd probably be dead at that point. <laughs> Season 60, episode 12. <laughs> Jack, wake up. Jack, wake up. You're yeah, we're like, uh, this was episode, uh, what number was it? <laughs> 12. Uh, 10? <laughs> uh, I hope not. All right, anyway, let's do like one listener email. We haven't done it in a while. Okay. This is for Mike. All right, this is a question that he has. So two billionaires, Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark, who would you rather be? Uh, 
I'd say Tony Stark. What about you, Fedra? Um, I'm I'm Batman all the way. You're Batman. I, I think I would say Tony Stark too. The problem with Tony Stark is he's got, but he's kind of got that out of control. Bruce Wayne is just so damn depressed most of his life. He's very dark, and he can never let go of the death of his parents. He's just he's just there's too much there's so much anger in him and the need to avenge his parents and yeah uh i don't buy bruce bruce wayne is ever truly being a happy person he's gonna get married you know have kids i don't think he could well no he's had kids though well um, he's had kids out of you know uh he had damien because he didn't know anything about Damien until he was a teenager. Well, he didn't name Damien Damien either. No, but no, I, but that's the worst name like, for a kid. Uh, Talia Al Ghul got pregnant and you know showed up with like, hey, surprise, hey, Bruce, meet your son. You know, an evil little bastard called Damien. So you know, he is bastard though, right? He is. He's a yeah, nasty he little kid. You know. Who try who tries to be good because of his dad, but no, I mean um, he was he was born out of wedlock. Yeah, well, that makes yeah. him a bastard. Yeah, but he's but like I said, he's also grew up surrounded by assassins, so he, he's just a mean little mean little kid. Even though he's trying to be good, at root he's still just a mean little kid. You See, like, I, again, I think you, you go to Tony Stark's mansion. He's got to have a home theater and like every single movie you can imagine. You go to Bruce Wayne's mansion, most of the stuff is covered up so it doesn't get dusty. And he just basically sits in his chair and looks out the window. You know, but here's the thing, Joe. You'd have to go home to Gwyneth Paltrow. No, I would go home to Pepper Potts. <laughs> I'm not talking about being Robert Downey Jr. No, no, it wouldn't be Pepper Potts. No, it would be Emma Frost now, right? I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That I don't understand. I'm not even following that. Where he's taking her name, I wouldn't take that. It's like you got to be kidding me. It's yeah. like you realize I have a billion dollars, and it's like, and what can you offer me other than a, a hot body lady? You know. I, some, I don't. I don't get that connection. But it's got to be manipulating his mind. See, I think I I like Batman because he's the opposite of me. Because I'm always so, yeah, because I'm so quirky and positive and, like, zen. So it's, like, my alter ego of Batman being serious, depressing, a loner, constantly fighting crime and solving cases. And I love his gadgets. Almost every gadget is freaking awesome. Like, I just love them all. And I would love a hidden cave that no one has any idea where it is and... I just would love that, you know, just push a button, the whole wall comes out. It's like, yeah, it's my stuff. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like that. You know, I'd need some hot chicks, though. It'd be like a combination of Bruce Wayne, but with the Playboy Mansion. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason why he can't do that. And then sneak down to the Batcave where he has to be Batman. But at least enjoy himself crying out loud. He's just got Alfred. It's true. But I do like Alfred a lot. I mean, hey, having my own private butler is also pretty smart and philosophical. It's nice. 
I'd rather have a hot girl that can't cook than uh, have Alfred. Well, Batman has it, you know, at his charity events and stuff. He's, he's sometimes with two or three ladies at a time. And yeah, and he's got enough money where he can call for Uber to basically... What, what is that called? <laughs> Batmobile? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about like when they deliver food to your house. Yeah, yeah it's Uber or Lyft. Lyft, yeah. So... But, I, he's, yeah, but he's true to himself. He's like, you know, I'm not going to tie down to anybody because they're probably going to die or be used against me if anybody finds out who I am. So I, I kind of like that reality. That's it. I don't think he can. Really? I, I don't know. think he can. It, it, like Superman always had that kind of issue. But I don't think Batman can. I don't think it's in Batman to settle down despite the fact that, you know, they made a big deal that he was going to marry Catwoman. Well, I hate that crap. Eh? You know, but um, I don't think he can. I think he's just too traumatized and scarred person, you know? So, yeah. See, I'd be okay, like, if, you know, like, someone, some some chick accidentally hits the Batmobile and they could exchange their insurance information and it's love at first sight, you know? And just it like turns out to be poison ivy. You no, a just a normal. Ch- I don't want paranoia. You know, I, I just want it to be like just a normal hot wife. You know, that can cook. And you know, they could still have Alfred around. You know, but uh, I, but you know what I, I appreciate about Batman is his workout ethic. And I think about that a lot in the gym, like when because you know he works out. Yes. really really hard you know where, where Tony Stark is like yeah I'll just have some more donuts just make a little bit more room in my suit for my belly <laughs> yeah I mean Batman is definitely the guy who's like okay I'm gonna take like a little stroll down to the Himalayan mountains and just work out there you know and then come back like I like I like that about him as well and I, I would just say, just because of what you said, just because I can actually say it, if you can find me a normal woman, I would love to meet her. Me too. I don't think women are normal. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> We're a little complicated. <laughs> but, you know, I was going to say, it's funny, like when I'm in the gym and I'm getting tired, I'll put on that Batman music from... Uh, Batman v Superman. It's like, you know, and it just like really pumps me up. And I I think of Batman working out and pulling that tire and doing the chin ups. And it's like, oh man, at least he works out. See, Superman Superman never has to work out. Superman's like, Superman can't. Yeah, he's like done. Uh, well, he can't. What is he going to lift that he's going to build more muscle mass? I mean, you know. Well, he tests his strength. I mean, he tests to see how strong he is. But it's not, that's not I, I much of a workout. I don't see how that can. I mean, when you have a guy who can push planets into orbit and stuff, how's, how's he work out? I don't, I don't think he can. No, I think like with all star. Remember like when uh, Reed would test the thing's strength like you put him in that machine 
<laughs> having compressed them. Right, but the the thing is nowhere near a power level like Superman. No, but they did that with an all-star Superman, like when he gained even more powers, they tested his strength again. And they said that it, you know, they, they showed that his, his strength increased from basically being too close to the sun. Um, so, I mean, I guess he tested, I mean, he can lift up that stupid key too, <laughs> which can't be easy. Yeah, under his doormat of the Fortress of Solids. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Because they had that as a running joke, like, you leave your key under the doormat, and he's like, yeah, but nobody can lift it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he like, some like, dumb criminals, like, oh, I think I found the key. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Superman, you bastard. It's <laughs> teasing me. All right, so I guess we'll wrap this one up. So we've gone off course pretty well at this point, I think. Yeah. So Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me mail at jackm at wdwnt.com. And Fedra. I'm on Instagram. You could be my friend on Facebook. And email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. And I'm also on the podcast, The Rust of Junk, which is the 80s movies podcast. And today we did Clue. And I hated it. I watched it. I haven't seen it in a while. I think it's boring. And it's like a bunch of actors that were on the love boat and Fantasy Island just basically came to bet together and did a theatrical movie. I'm just not a fan. But now we're doing my movie, which I picked just to annoy them. I don't necessarily like it, but the next thing that we're doing is Popeye with Robin Williams. Oh, wow. I, I, I The problem is you have to sit through it with them. <laughs> no, we watch them individually. You know, it's funny, I remember watching Popeye because like, I wasn't old enough to drive and I was a big fan of Robin Williams and I was like, Dad, can you please take me to go see Popeye? And uh, I said, you know, it's Popeye. You, you know who Popeye is, right? So, so I begged him to take me and, and he took me and it was the first time I felt shame. You know, like I felt so bad that I asked him and I was embarrassed that the movie was so horrible I, I couldn't even look him in the face when the movie was over I just felt so bad well, I mean you, you couldn't have known so you were a kid yeah you would think Robin Williams and Popeye how could it lose but I'm sorry Joe, not back then Joe knew yeah, it, it was just a weird movie. Um, anyway, so also check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today. Follow your Disney Universal News. <laughs> and, and finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Neural Alert Season 9, Episode 33. So until next time, see y'all. 
Good night, all, and be good to each other. Good night, everybody.